Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. You always say yeah. I always laugh because you say abroad in New Zealand, and I was like, I'm, I'm not. I've not been abroad in two years, so it's not I like I've come abroad you. and stayed abroad. You've been you've been abroad for a long time. Yeah, long time I guess been so. over there. I guess yeah. so. Okay, that's what I mean. Does it, when does it no longer count as being abroad? This is where I live. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I think it's just all a matter of perspective. That's, I think that's, that's just come down to the podcast, isn't it? Look at look yep. at us explaining explaining the inside, explaining the joke. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we were just having a conversation. Lots of stuff going on in the world today. Going to hit on some serious issues, some hard You're issues. You're very confused. You're a confused old white guy. I am. I am confused <laughs> all the time. This is going to be the. Uh, this is going to be the day that we fulfill the transition to ignorant white guy you keep ignorant, saying we straight you. no where i i yeah that's what i mean sorry. speak for I yourself meant, I, I meant to say i where i complete the transition to the expected role of a <laughs> of a straight cis white man yeah this is and this is uh this is where we lock it down although more of those people, so, and I guess I could hesitantly say my people, right, would be, are ones that would probably be, I, I don't know how engaged they are. I don't think there's a stereotypical demographic that fits into the world of crypto. And actually- uh, There, there kind of is. I mean, there's, it's kind of a weird, I mean, it's kind of like the anti-vaxxers, right? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's like two very distinct, different groups of people. And then there's like the odd people in the middle, which is what I would consider myself as someone who saw who, you know, I'm, I would, if you're going to classify me as any type of nerd, right? Te- technology is, is the sure. area that I don't, I don't necessarily work in. I work in art, but it kind of mixes in with technology. So I look at technology more from an observer who understands it, but doesn't necessarily want to work in it. Cause I'm yeah. an artist. I'd much rather work in entertainment and art than working for a software company, right? My skills more lean towards being an artistic person than it is towards being a, a technology software engineer coder. But I'm very interested in that side because my life sort of intertwines those two from a, from a career work perspective. So it's weird, right? Because crypto is, it's, it's a bit of let's, let's take the world down. It's, it's young people who see that they, there's massive inequality financially and they feel that they're that them buying Dogecoin <laughs> is going to balance that out, right? And it might, but that's how they feel. And then you have the other side, which is like the libertarian: get rid of the banks, get rid of the government, let's start a new world order, and we're going to use this this internet money to do it. Um, there's um, actually the bulk of it, which is the people that are already rich who are using it as a means to get richer who well, are using it as that's investment. that's but, but that's let difference, me though that's, let me that's jump into new, but, but hold on though, i found cause this because that's, that's new as of the last year two years yeah true because a year ago bitcoin was like a 75 percent of the price it is now yeah so all of the hey let's a bunch of rich people are going to find a way to funnel and and <laughs> funnel and hide money that that's not that's not the way this has been since 2013 or 2011. So well, it's not funnel and hide money. I think it's also just seen as another commodity. Well, no, NFTs is totally a way to launder money. 
Oh, I was talking about like Bitcoin and other. I'm, I'm talking other about all of it because it's all it's all yeah. the same stuff, right? Like it's all rooted in the same stuff. But like you know, paying two million dollars for for a JPEG of a monkey yeah. <laughs> is totally a way to funnel and, and launder your money. That's exactly what monkey. it is. Depends on the picture. Depends on the you monkey. Can, sure, but that that's kind of my point. It's it's turned into something different. Where I think it started with. Hey, this is really the way that all this stuff is built is unfair. We're going to build our own system and it's going to be decentralized and you can't hide money and we're going to know who everyone that does everything. That was the original point of it. And then it's turned into, like you said, it's now a way for rich people to put their money into speculative assets, let them yep. pump to a money, uh, to a dollar amount, pull their money out as the rest of us get caught holding the bag, as the kids would say. <laughs> yeah. So I actually had this story. It's interesting because I actually, as we were talking about before, and we started recording this. Um, I was like, "Oh wait, I could just lead right in with the story I, I was going to read anyway." So let me let me read this story here, and then we could jump off uh, into the conversation. L, reading from Engadget, LA's iconic Staples Center will become the Crypto.com Arena. So this is something that was stood out to me because remember last week when I did uh, when I used Matt Damon for the Paul Giamatti game. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, uh, he's an ad rep for that company, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't so is, know so who is, this so company Tom was. Brady. So is Tom Brady. I think Tom. Brady I didn't know this ads. company. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this company was a thing until a week ago when I saw oh, Matt look, Damon on TV talking about it. You're just you're and this then old here, man. You found out through the TV. <laughs> that's right. Right between the right between the all the uh, all the pills that CNN is trying to push yeah, on me. Say, all were of you sudden, CNN. <laughs> absolutely, and then here's Matt Damon coming in, being like, "Hey." Something, something about space, something, something about this stuff, crypto.com. I was like, wait, what the hell is going on here? Here we go. Cryptocurrency will soon be inescapable in Los Angeles, at least for a while. AEG has signed a 20-year rights agreement that will rename LA's Staples Center to the crypto.com arena. Yes, the Clippers, Lakers, Kings, and Sparks. I don't know what the Sparks are. What are the Sparks? The WNBA team, the oh, LA okay. Sparks. Sorry for my misogyny. We'll all play in a building named after a crypto platform. More, yep, more forward thinking than office supplies, but still a bit strange in 2021. The deal will make crypto.com the official cryptocurrency partner for the Lakers and Kings too. You'll see the internal signage and some other branding when the Lakers play the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day, although the arena operators won't fully replace external signs until June 2022. You'll also see designations at other properties such as LA Live and the Microsoft Theater, and there will be Crypto.com experiences at the entrance, main concourse, and LA Live campus. AEG chief Dan Beckerman characterized the deal as focusing on the future, both for innovations as a whole and the community. That's somewhat ironic when cryptocurrency has been accused of hurting the environment, but Crypto.com is pledged to be carbon negative by late 2022, if only through offsets. The 20-year deal makes clear this isn't just a temporary marketing stunt. Even so, this is something of a gamble for both AEG and Crypto.com. They're both betting that cryptocurrency is here to stay and that Crypto.com will play an important role in the long term. Both are distinct possibilities when mainstream companies like AMC and Twitter are exploring uses of digital money, but a lot can change in the space of those decades. That's a good point. But if you're basically a crypto... So is crypto... Is crypto.com basically a crypto bank? It's a it's a it's a centralized exchange. It's a place where you can so, buy and trade cryptocurrencies. So yes. It's or it yeah, okay, fair enough. 
They're not actually. So, yeah. like, it's not a currency. It's just a means no, to exchange trade, or yes, it's a it's a means crypto. to exchange. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is what Coinbase cool. is, right? Coinbase is now public. Here's Matt trading. Damon. You go to crypto.com, you see Matt Damon right away. Yeah. So, and again, they bought that domain name for twelve million dollars, I believe, originally. Holy shit. And you yeah. think of that and be like, "Wow, that's a lot of money for buying crypto.com." But obviously now that's paid dividends because crypto.com has enough they've made a giant advertising push because they want to become the name of they want to become the name of cryptocurrency. They want to be the one-stop shop that everyone, yourself included, goes to to store your cryptocurrency, to exchange it, to spend it with Visa cards and get cryptocurrencies back. And look, this is this is a younger generation transferring money from a more traditional platform that me, you, and our parents understand to a platform that they understand. They will spit. They have grown up with the internet. We did not grow up with the internet. We grew up with the internet as teenagers, but not as babies, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like we didn't. Like again, I remember my the first computer that my family had. I remember when I got cable internet, and I was a novelty. Like the fact that we had cable internet was in these fast blazing speeds was completely unheard of when I was 12. So that's what I mean. Like it's just a whole different generation that's growing up with this and they see that, that, you know, the traditional way of earning money is dying. Just is like more kids are making money through the internet and YouTube than me and you will ever see in our lifetime or through Twitch. Or through yeah. OnlyFans or through oh. any other ways on the internet, right? So this is just – it's a transfer of well, Gen Z is spending – and our generation as well because our generation is always going to be the, the the whiny complainers who say, not fair. We had to go through recessions and pandemics and we got screwed. So we're going to do this too. <laughs> so like it's, it's both of our generations. But the young people are the ones who are going to be on TikTok and – and buying things. So like I'm, I've got an article from, <clears throat> excuse me, from CNBC that says the next gener- generation of investors are super online instead of trading additional uh, traditional investments. Many young, young, sorry, many Gen Z and young millennial investors from teens to those in their early twenties are bullish on cryptocurrency and the technology that surrounds it. So some have spent the bulk of their savings on these types of investments. Nearly half of millennial millionaires have at least 25% of their wealth in cryptocurrencies. More than a third of millennial millionaires have at least half their wealth in crypto and about half own NFTs. <clears throat> so think about that, right? Like how much interest are you wanna. getting from a, from a savings account from a bank right now? Do you know what the interest oh, rates are? You get nothing. Yeah. yeah, you get nothing. You know what you get from, from your average cryptocurrency? Probably about 5 6 7% with anywhere of being able to earn about 200% interest. Yeah, on your holdings, but again, it's all completely spe- like what exactly benefit does this give to anybody? It's a gamble, but why would you rather gamble that way or gamble with a bank who's basically stealing money from you at this point? Right. So yeah, it's just it's. I'm not surprised by again. I, I've been talking about this for a while. I'm not surprised by it. I think a lot of it is going to collapse, and there's a lot of people who are going to lose a bunch of money because they don't really understand it. Right? It's turned into trading stocks. Like no one really understands what value. Right. What value? I'm trying to think of a company out there, um, Johnson or whatever um, Pfizer. We know that they've got vaccines and they make drugs, but do you really understand the inner workings of Pfizer? No, you don't have to. But you trust that's a company that's been around for 70, 80, 90 years. There's a problem that 
it's a product. There's a, tangi- there's a tangible product. This is a better way to look Nobody at it. really right now the product for cryptocurrencies is JPEGs that you can own and cri- it's itself, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the value is itself. It's a speculative asset that at some point might change the internet, right? At some point this web3 thing might become a real thing and the metaverse might be a place where everyone wants to spend their time. And hey, instead of buying a real life Lamborghini, that doesn't mean as much as buying a digital Lamborghini that's one off from my favorite music star or whatever, right? Like it's all, you say this and it sounds ridiculous, but there's a generation of people who spend more time online than they do outside, (laughs) which is nuts because you still have to eat. Especially then the, I wonder how much the pandemic accelerated that. Oh, it accelerated a ton of it. And I think people people have been hurt more the last two years through by governments, right? You know, one way or the other. They've been hurt by governments not protecting them during a global pandemic. And now they're being hurt by governments keeping them locked down instead of allowing them to make their own personal choice, regardless of what your argument is on that. The government has, I mean, look, this is, this is, the, this is probably one of the biggest events that we'll see in our lifetime. From like a global standpoint, right? Like 9-11 before that was the biggest event that I had lived through. But that was very yeah. specific to America, right? People in other countries, they're like, yeah, we remember 9-11, but it didn't affect them the way that it affected me and you. But right. the pandemic's affected everybody globally, and it still is, right? Like we kind of thought we were going to be done with this thing. Well, there's another two years left on this thing, I would guess, right? Like, I would say we're going to be talking about coronavirus until 2025. Oh, yeah. Well, it's never going to go away. You're going to be talking about it forever because it's going to just be like the flu. So there's a generation of young people who've now seen education isn't worth as much because now they're, you know, they're charging me the same amount of money and my teachers are half slacking off because it's all online. They see that, you know, corporations have made more money than ever in 2020. Yeah. And they're saying, well, I don't want to invest in that. I want to be part of this bigger thing. It's a total pipe dream what this is. But it gives the promise of you don't have to be in that world. Come here, help us build what the next world looks like, which is through speculative assets and dreams of metaverses and finance that's, you know, that can't be tracked and all these things are saying, I don't want I don't want JP Morgan in my money anymore they've stolen from me and my family i don't want the government in control of what i want to do i want to buy a monkey for two million dollars or speculate that i buy it for ten dollars and then someday it becomes worth two million dollars so yeah i mean we had this discussion on one of the podcasts before when i was like yeah we judge everything right now in u.s dollar amount the yeah, joke is always say that, yeah the joke at some point crazy... is is What's that the you cost might of judge a jar every, pickles? Yeah, you might, you might, and you might just look at be like every. You don't need to exchange crypto. This is just how you spend your money. You buy into whatever ecosystem you want to. Where it's like I don't really care what the price of, I don't really care what the price of a jar of pickles is when I just know I've got Bitcoin. I don't know what the U.S. dollar amount is anymore. It doesn't matter to me. So yeah, you just know that it's like point zero 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 one percent. Yeah, exactly. Wealth. You know, it's some infinite number. And then there's like twenty other currencies happens. that you might want yeah. to get into because people keep bringing up the energy issue. That's a that's a proof of work Bitcoin issue because the way that you mine more Bitcoin is by solving mathematical problems and using energy. But the next one, the proof of stake concept, 
you don't mine anything. It's people buy into this and validate the network. There's there's carbon negative cryptocurrencies out there. So it's real easy to look at the big one and go, well, that one's not efficient. But people are already building. There's thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies that aren't that that don't have that problem. So those are the ones I should buy. Because yeah, that's, that's my uh, point. I think if you read into this, you'll find one of these things that that you go, that's actually I actually I can get behind this. I can believe in this. And there's a generation of young people who are going to pour all of their money into this. So regardless of whether or not we think it's nonsense, if you've got a generation of people who are coming into the workforce and they want to be paid in these assets and they want to spend their money with these assets, the system will change whether we like it or not, whether we think it's nonsense or not. Companies are just going to start accepting this because they're going to say, well, this guy who's 25 has a million, what I consider to be a million USD in Bitcoin. Why would I not take his Bitcoin? If that's what he wants to give me, he goes, I don't, I don't, I don't deal in USD. I deal in Bitcoin. If you don't have Bitcoin, I'm not buying your thing. You're going to have no choice, right? Like companies are going to have to adapt to this because there's a generation of people who are under 30 who are going to push us all into this. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why the government's trying to regulate it and trying to find a way to work with it because the government slept on this because, yeah, it was fake Internet money. And now fake internet money is where all young people and athletes and people with real money are starting to hide their assets. And so the government's going, wait a minute, you can't exit out of our scam. We want in. You still got to pay taxes. You still got to report to us. And so crypto.com, you start buying things like rights to stadiums. You start buying advertisements. You start trying to legitimize your company by saying to, to people like me, you, and our parents, Come come to us because this is the safe way to get into basically the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. So explain to me, because you already said it briefly, metaverse. Explain so that the, to me. I've been doing a lot of reading on the metaverse because I will say the company that I work for has been caught has, has been bought by another company that has heavily discussed the metaverse. And obviously Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook just changed their company name to Meta, <laughs> which has people very upset by saying, like, wait a logo. minute, you can't, you can't own they stole the, the Moga logo. If you look yeah, up Moga, which is a controller, like they, like a, it was a controller that I think was acquired. The brand was acquired. But if you look Moga, M-O-G-A, controller M-O-G-A. logo, M-O-G-A, it's literally the same logo as the Meta logo, <laughs> except it's orange. Whereas the meta logo is. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow, that's funny. (laughs) So that's what I thought when I first saw it. And I don't know how many other people saw this, but anyway, a little anecdote. So I believe they were bought by Power. So to briefly explain, the the metaverse is not a new idea, right? I believe the metaverse was coined by some science fiction writer in the 90s. And if you really want to, the best comparison I can give you to the metaverse is Ready Player One. Where basically you log into this thing, and it's its own world. So it's kind of, I mean, this is not new, right? Second Life is an example of the metaverse in its own ecosystem, right? The difference about this metaverse, the new 2021 buzzword of the meta, of the metaverse, is that people are going to start building platforms that are all going to connect to each other. <clears throat> so this is why Facebook wants to... They want to brand themselves as this because the metaverse is just basically the, it's going to be what the new internet is. It's how you interact with the internet. It's more immersive. So a website is no longer a flat image that looks like a newspaper, 
right? Because that's probably the best, you know, the internet replaced newspapers because it's the same thing. You can, you know, go on, read your news, see stuff, roll through it. But what if this is now a more interactive 3D world where you actually can be part of it? You have a representation of yourself in this 3D world. You can trade goods and services, obviously internet goods and services. So it's not like I can, I mean, again, but again, who knows? Maybe I can order a pizza through some online shop in the metaverse and it shows up to my actual personal door. Um, but it's, I would assume it's mostly online things, right? So if you want to watch streaming services or you want to connect to things, you have to do it through these different platforms. And so everyone right now is trying to build the platform for people to enter this metaverse because he who builds the gateway and moves moves quickest gets that advantage of saying now we're going to build all these other connections for you to join second life with your character that is on facebook's meta service that's on decentraland and all of these other things that are going to start start popping up so it's a total science fiction concept that's a total pipe dream and so people now are looking for speculative things to gamble on and this i would say is probably the biggest because what is what do you need when you're building a new world right you need everything. You, you need you need builders. You need people who can build this metaverse, who can build assets, who can build 3D characters, who can build shops, who can build finance, who can build entertainment, right? You need to basically build out a world that has everything except for needing to eat, <laughs> right? Like you can get all the same stuff. Your entertainment, you need to travel in the metaverse, right? Like th- this is this is the, g- the general hand wavy concept of all of this. So it's interesting to me as someone who works in 3D, as the people are saying, well, someone needs to build a bunch of assets for this metaverse. Who's going to build the buildings? Who's going to build the cars? Who's going to build the trees? Who's going to build X, Y, Z, right? And who's going to build different variations of these? So when you have a house in the metaverse and you want to fill it with stuff, you want to buy items, and you want to buy items that are going to cost you money within this world. And again, I say all this realizing how dumb this sounds, right? Like I'm, I'm not, not blind to the fact that you're sitting here going like, wait a minute, why would I want to live on the internet and own a Lamborghini versus a real tangible live Lamborghini I can drive on a physical road and drive to my restaurant and eat because I need to do all that crap to stay alive. Yeah, especially since seemingly they'll charge you the same amount for a Lamborghini there as they would for a Lamborghini here. Absolutely. For some reason, if not more, because fuck you, that's why. But (laughs) if all of a sudden people go, you know, because like, what do you really need to live in our reality? You kind of need shelter and food. That's kind of it, right? And I mean, those are two big ones, right? Because like housing prices are insane and the cost of food and things keep going up. So that's got its own ecosystem that we need to live in. But outside of that... It's not really much, right? The rest of it is for, you know, dopamine and stimulation and friendship building and all of these things that I would argue people are already doing online more than they do outside. And like you said, the pandemic accelerated this. When you want to go see a Travis Scott concert and not get trampled, wouldn't you much rather go online and watch this performance? And get the same type of excitement and dopamine and being at a concert and being exclusive of having a ticket that you paid for with some type of crypto. Like, it's the same stuff. It's just hard to fathom that you wouldn't go outside to do it to us. Because you're like, I don't want to sit at my desk for 23 hours a day and only get up to use the bathroom and eat. But at the end of the day, that is all that you need. If you can somehow make those same social connections with friends and family and do all of these things through the Internet... And it hits the same dopamine and, and, and response to you as it would if you were actually outside. 
then yeah, why would you? Now, I would argue the pandemic has showed us that that's not the case. More people have probably had their mental health suffer over the last two years than ever because actually physically being outside and seeing people face-to-face is important to humans. But there's a group of people who think that it isn't. Right. Or not as important. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I I just think that... The... <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's it's not it doesn't make it doesn't make tangible sense for me and you. I've, no, I no, but put, the, the other I'm, thing I'm is saying, like yeah. how how viable is this really for a mass audience of people? Who is this for? Like, let's start there. When you're building something, right? Usually, you build yeah. something for for an audience, right? Who is this for? Let's start there. Who's gonna... I would say it's for it's for young people who are already using the internet and social media in a way. That allows them to connect with people where they spend the majority of their time on their phone getting entertainment, you know, getting, you know, tips for their for their house and food tips and restaurant ideas and all the yada, 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 all these different things. Right. People are building businesses online. So if you're building a business, most likely your business is going to have an online presence if you're under the age of 30. So wouldn't you want to build your business in a way that allows you to reach more people that's not traditionally through Facebook and Google and Microsoft and Amazon, right? And that's what a lot of this is by saying, I don't want to be beholden to those guys. I want to be part of something that's more decentralized where I'm not tied to one platform or the other. I don't want to be tied to just Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or um, think of any other social YouTube um or whatever microsoft's thing will be right so that's that's what a lot of it is sorry that's my alarm on saturday to make sure i wake up um so yeah so that's a lot of it right if you're building online businesses and you're building art shops and you're building all of these different things that people interact with and you're building goods and services for online media you don't actually have to i don't have to go to a coffee shop to meet somebody anymore I don't have to have a physical office location. Like I'm like I'm reading that WeWork book and it exactly explains that WeWork sold itself as a tech company when it's just a real estate company that tried to use all these buzzwords about connection and you know this is the future of meeting and it's like no the future of meeting is me and you doing this podcast from 8000 miles away. Now imagine yeah. doing that in a way that's more global, that has more connections, that you can do this in a world that we are already – we're connected to that world right now. But what is – so what does that world look like, right? Like you have something in um, – like Ready Player One is a good example, right? Because that's, yeah. I think, what most people think about when they think yes. about what the metaverse is. That or what technology, it would look like, right? That, that idea where there's like another world, seemingly a better world – that you could be in and not better from like any stance of it, just better from a perceived perspective. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like one that's more interesting. You mentioned yes. uh, dopamine and like, it's new. You know, yeah. It's new. It's, it's like interesting. That, it's, it's a place where you as a nobody, world. where you as a nobody can become something because right now yeah. becoming something in the traditional world is very difficult. Me and you, no one's There's like one Jeff Bezos, right? Like it's just, it's just, it, that's a one in a trillion lifetime chance that the cards fall right for you in so many ways and through your hard work that you get to become Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or any of these guys. There's a handful of them. You just got to lift yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh, absolutely. But now basically and there then, are no and bootstraps because this world is new. So you're going to make your own bootstraps, but that's, really. But it's, it's off to a start where 
the rich are already jumping in on it. Economics yes. does not really allow this to work the way you're <laughs> ideally speaking that's about the, it. That's the dirty secret of all of this. As in, <laughs> it's just transferring money. You're going to transfer money into this new world. And the, you know, the kids who think that they have a chance are in that they're highly investing in super speculative things saying, I'm going to roll the dice and hope that my Dogecoin, that's 0.001 of a cent, gets to 50 cents. And that happened, right? A lot of people became, a lot of young people became millionaires off of what I would consider a joke. Yeah, that's the dream. But they've now got the capital to possibly expand. And it's a total dice roll. And so the gambling aspect of this is will, will be its downfall. <laughs> Because enough people get burned, and it's just like every other Ponzi scheme, right? Like, enough people get burned, the whole thing falls apart. But right now, the young people believe in it. They believe they can roll the dice, and, and they can and they can get rich. Where people like me and you establish careers, jobs, what we would argue give some type of value to the world, I could easily transfer my money into this thing and just keep making more money. Because I'm able to, right? If, if one of these things crashes, it means nothing to me. Right, like it just it just yeah. doesn't because we've reached a point in our lives where you're just like, well, that that doesn't mean me putting two thousand dollars into a coin doesn't mean what it does to an eighteen year old who that's all of their money. But I is are the people that want who who's actually like championing the metaverse on a whole? And then I asked that in a similar breath as this question, which is, are the people who want a metaverse, the same people who also want to go to the moon, who also want to go to Mars. Are uh, they the same I people? Would, look, I would say it's similar. There's obviously people who see value in this and see money in this, right? There's some people who are just like, like Mark Zuckerberg is totally driven by financial gain, really. Like he just is. And, that, and look, I, I would say personally, and this is where people will probably start to disagree with me, I think that's okay. I, I don't begrudge people making money. Never have. Like, like, sure, like I can say like the way that you do it is unethical and all of these issues of how you make your money. But in the world that we live in, that amount of freedom is, is always something that I think black people in general have always been harmed by, right? I can have all these great ideals about a better world to live in in X, Y, and Z, but if you don't have the capital and the money to change, it doesn't mean anything. You have to play the game in order to make things change. And anyone who thinks that they can get out of this by not playing the game, you can probably be happy, right? You can live a life that you want, but don't think that you're going to have any sort of that you're going to have any sort of substance change in the world. You're just not. So people being like climate change, I'm going to go out there and protest until you actually get a hold of the money and the way that we're generating energy is not going to mean anything. We're going to destroy the world, and we can keep complaining about it, but that's just what's going to happen as long as you don't have any access to the money. So there's people who are, to me. Completely driven by money, which I'm okay with because if you actually use that money to build something better, then cool. But I would say the other people are, again, I really believe it's a generation of people who don't who don't have the same values that me and you have as far as being materialistic, needing to buy things, needing to have access to things. They've already given up on that, where our generation still believes that that's a possibility for us. If I work hard and I go to school and I get a degree and I do all these things, I'll become successful. There's a generation of people who who know that's nonsense because they've made money. They're more interested in being TikTok stars 
they're more interested in being YouTube stars or Twitch streamers because they find more value in that than possibly going to school, getting a degree, becoming a financial advisor, sitting in an office desk for 30 years and hoping that your company treats you right as you're along the process, right? Like young people just want to build their own thing. That's why every single industry has completely changed except for film and television. And that's on its way to changing, right? Like we don't need newspapers anymore. We don't need, we don't really need radio. Me and you are creating radio right now, right? Like you you just, and, and it's free. We're giving this away for free. And mostly because it's like, well, enjoy doing it. We're not trying to do this to get rich. So it's just it's it's just an interesting, that's who your clientele is. It's a new generation of people who believe that there will be more value here because they spend more of their time in this world, in the world of the internet, and they'd much rather invest in that than invest in a world that they already see they don't have any control in, and it's already falling apart because all the people at the top don't care. And they feel that they can enter this new world and make a difference. It sounds crazy. I think it is crazy because you should really, like, we've got to live and breathe. If you don't have oxygen, the metaverse falls apart because we all die. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But there's people who believe that they can make serious change by by putting their money and their finances into a new world. Well, you invest in, like, artificial organs and transfer of um, of consciousness, and then you don't really have to worry about it. We might already be in the metaverse from another world, and that and we are living by those rules. Like, the whole simulation real, theory. You want to get real that weird? That, that's, yeah. That's right. Like, again, it sounds far-fetched and crazy and weird, but, I mean, this we've universe come a long could come be a, long a metaverse way. simulation. Yeah, we look. We've come a long way from where we were twenty years ago, as far as technology. Right? Is that stuff out of the realm of possibility? I, I'm gonna say no. No, because I, I, I've seen up. us. I've seen us go from like needing maps <laughs> to like, yeah. you, you, like no one has a map. Like no one has a landline anymore. That whole infrastructure of landlines and operators that existed for Papers. fifty years, that existed for fifty years, basically went up in smoke and tin. Just didn't need to exist. Garments. We, we don't need it. Someone ten, someone 20 years ago would have said, why wouldn't I have a landline? What do you mean? Everyone has yeah. a landline. I've had a landline for 100 years. Alexander Graham Bell. Well, that's, that's the thing. Let me, uh, let me take this another level because I think I'm right now doing what is what everybody's going to do soon. And this is going to shake up um, like infrastructure is that I don't have... I don't have a connection in my apartment anymore. I don't have cable coming in or fiber optics or anything. My internet in my apartment now is a T-Mobile, basically a T-Mobile hotspot. It's in-home 5G. And it's just like this chonky tube that acts like a hotspot. And that's how I access the internet. And I could just take that thing away and plug it in somewhere else and bam. So my, my apartment right now is not connected to like Spectrum or Verizon or anything like that directly, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but that's the like 5G is going to be fast enough where you can be it anywhere. Is. I got triple, I got triple the speeds for, um, for like 30 bucks less a month. How could I not do that? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And look, that connection, I'd argue soon will become in a way where you can come, you can literally travel the, the world. You can be in the middle of the ocean. And you have the same exact connection as you did at home. That makes yeah, the idea like, man of, the ocean, 
I'm like, man, yeah. the ocean's cool, but you know, it'd be really cool if I just checked out my spaceship in the metaverse for a minute. <laughs> I mean, like that's, I mean, that's where we're in quite frankly, like my finances, right? Like I want to, I don't want to have to go through JP Morgan and wait four days right now with, I'm going to, I'm going to name, a, I'm going to name a cryptocurrency out there, like with something called Algorand, you have no idea what it is, but a cryptocurrency that basically transfers, you can transfer millions and millions of dollars in about two seconds. Yeah, why wouldn't with, you be with, able to? With, just, with point zero 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 one, so like fractions of a cent in in fees. If I try to transfer money to you right now from New Zealand to you, it's first of all probably going to cost me about 40, 50 bucks in fees, and it will take maybe three days. Not to mention all the verifications and all the other things that need to happen in order for all of these different, all of these groups to trust each other that what I'm sending you actually exists because I don't have any of the money physically in my hand. It's all in my bank. And so someone's got to verify, does Jonathan actually have this money? Well, let's, let, let's get old Karen who's sitting at her desk somewhere to go through and check this system to make sure that the system works. Okay, great. Now we're going to talk to Jason's bank. And Jason's bank's going to say, oh, sorry, we're closed because it's a U.S. public holiday. So we'll, we'll get back to you on Tuesday. And then wait for that transaction to go through. Versus right now, I can send you this money now. Never closes. Always open. And the, the, the trusting of the system is built on the internet. It's built through the code. I don't need Karen to sit at her desk to do this. Fucking Karen. But that, that, that's, that's the point. Like th- that, that so is the general saying, you're idea. Saying you're, you want to put Karen out of a job? Is that what you're saying? You're My take, point take is, what jobs? if we gave Karen a different job that wasn't maybe as soul-sucking as what Karen's job that she only gets paid 50 grand a year is? True. She could sell digital ice cream. Uh, that, that's, I mean, th- you know, that's the argument. There, there's always new jobs that are created, right? Like learning how to use technology and computers at some point. Right, everyone's gonna have to learn how to use this stuff if you want to if you want to stay relevant and you want to stay financially viable in our new world. You're not gonna be. I mean, this was the argument with Trump, right? You're not gonna be able to go out there and mine coal for the next fifty years. That's dying, right? So if you want to actually learn a new way to, we've been mining coals for a hundred years. It's like, well, those hundred years are up. You're gonna have to yeah. figure out different m- means of energy. You're gonna have to learn something new, and that's the argument as in like you hate your job sitting at a desk at a bank working for uh, for uh, Jamie Dimon and he's making all the money and you make 50 grand and get 12 public holidays a year two two weeks sick leave and no bonus you want to keep making him money or do you want to work in a system that's decentralized where the money is in theory spread out across a whole bunch of different people so I understand the arguments. I just think young people are ambitious and they disregard the fact that change takes a very long time. Yeah. Well, and like you said, right, institutional money is pouring into this stuff, which means because it's unregulated, they will they will get out of this thing unscathed. Where yeah. cuz you need with his, you need yeah. money to establish something in it. You can't just get in. If you want to create a thing that anybody can access, well, to make something that anybody can access, you have to create a thing with money that can serve that purpose. It's cyclical because, and it's talking in circles because that's exactly the point. Unless, unless you get in so, yeah, unless you get in so early, well, that other people's money is too late. That's my point, right? You're at the top of the 
pyramid scheme. <laughs> then, once Facebook became meta, it's too late. Pretty much. Can't compete with Facebook. Facebook right now could control entire blockchains because they've got the money to do it. Yeah. They and then really once Google is to. like, all right, let's get into this thing five years later. We'll try seven yeah. different things. We'll kill them every six months. And then uh, eventually something will work and we'll and we'll call it a new version of messaging. <laughs> The the thing that is cool though is that because the internet is 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 infinite, right? Like the resources aren't finite. Me, me I can build a website every minute if I want if I wanted to, right? You just need to be able to host this stuff. And as the footprint gets smaller and smaller and smarter smaller and data gets bigger, you know, storage gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Like remember we used to hold, you know, you used to have a floppy disk that could hold like you know ten documents, kilobytes, kilobytes, yeah, like nothing. It was nothing, yeah. And that's all changed. So in theory, right, like Facebook has resources now. Amazon, right? Amazon dominated in the resource game. They act just acquisition-wise allowed them to have more resources to send you stuff. But the the resources are infinite. So sure, Facebook can build their own thing, but there's nothing stopping me and you trying to build something up and, and getting it in a way that makes it transferable and connects to Facebook. Right? Like, we don't have any. The way I can connect to Amazon now is I guess I open up an online store and try to sell my stuff, and Facebook takes a cut, but that's not going to work. Like, it just isn't because it's so easy to build up something new because it's, it's, it's technically unlimited resources to be able to get your thing out there. So, yeah, yeah look, it's, I, it's interesting. Really the whole metaverse idea, basically, for me, is just like, well, people are going to need stuff in this new world that you're building. And so your skills of being able to create art. This is why NFTs are interesting, because you can create art. You can create, you know, things for, I mean, people play Second Life Animal Crossing. You could argue that Animal Crossing is, a, is an idea of a metaverse type game. I can come to your island and I'm trying to collect wicker baskets and chairs and all this stuff, right? It's 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 in con- in concept it's similar. And that was one of the most popular games of the pandemic. Yeah, cuz it maintained that sense of connection and community. Yes. Yeah. When and if you can give people the same alone. dopamine for that that makes them feel like they've got a community and they go online and they talk to their friends and they meet up with people and they have relationships with them then, I mean, you know, you could argue some people that's all they want, where I would argue that's you actually need human connection. Like you need to see real people um, because I think that's when the the mental health side effects of this. And that's why I personally believe if you're studying mental health, uh, it's about to be very busy for you <laughs> because no one really knows what this means. Right. I mean, we've seen it. Right. You spend all your time on Facebook. And I'm sure one of the stories will talk about the radicalization of people in general, and specifically young white men. You can blame the internet. It's 100% the fault of the internet. They've White men have already kind of been radicalized, but you used to have to go like to the woods with a sheet. And, <laughs> and now you don't have to do that. Now you can sit on Facebook and get charged up. Until you get canceled. And, until you get canceled. By but 60, By 60%, but then you become rich by the 40%. <laughs> Yeah, but, but that's that's the point. Like that's why it's 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 a strange, it's very strange, and why people are looking at companies like Facebook going like you're directly you're you're radicalizing people through this massive connection when it was first built to meet girls and have fun and share pictures with your college friends has turned into a way to build school shooters. It's weird. Yeah. And people who storm right. the Capitol. 
Well, segue in here. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, it didn't really none of this stuff is really about storming the Capitol. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, one of Let's, them is. Uh, one of the stories is. No, it's not. It's not. Didn't the, didn't the no. shaman storm the Capitol? Oh, right. You want to talk about the shaman. I know. I want to talk about the shaman guy. quickly. We don't want to spend a lot All of time. Right, talk, on the talk about the shaman. The yep, shaman got, got three years and six months in jail. Yeah. And I think I that's guess. mostly because he's the most recognizable guy in a riot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you stand out, it's kind of hard to... He uh, became also, the face was, of that thing, right? Yeah, he was He was clearly there. It's it's yeah, kind of hard he, to hide <laughs> when you're that guy. You know, everybody else is going in more incognito. They'd be like, yeah, that wasn't me. That was my cousin. Uh, but this dude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly standing out. Although maybe I'm wrong because maybe, you know, because of all the face paint and whatnot it could have been anybody but then he'd be like take your shirt off okay yeah that's you that's you also also when we opened up your when when we went into your apartment we saw all your um you know your decorative helmets and um and furs hence <laughs> you're you are the shaman yeah and you walked out I'd, there I'd and you so. walked out there as the shaman and now the shaman's in prison and i remember at one point right the shaman was vegan and gluten-free as, yeah, as, as as you do, and you wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. So I hope the shaman finds the food that he needs. Um, yeah. But I'm, yeah, like th- this is sort of the the story of the radicalization of of white people, and the shaman got got time. And I would argue that the shaman out of the shaman wasn't carrying around weapons. The shaman, you know, wasn't wasn't necessarily pushing to fight with police. The shaman He's walked to the Capitol floor. He was trespassing, right? <laughs> like. Like again, yeah. he was trespassing in what I would, you know, what I think Americans would argue, other than the White House, is one of our most important political buildings, like structures, like the visibility of that. The Capitol is very important to keeping our government running, even if you hate it, right? It's still what keeps things running. And he's on the floor sitting there saying, like, let's pray as he stands at the Speaker's chair with yeah, the, his. The face tattoos paint. would definitely yeah. be identifiable. Yeah, like you're gonna know the shaman when you're in jail. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's the shaman. Yeah. So it's a cool hat. I, I mean, look, he he came he came ready to go, and uh, yeah, so he got three and a half years in prison. So I think that kind of is setting the tone for the more recognizable figures of this. Everyone but Trump, which is always the funny thing. The guy that the guy that got you all ramped up is the guy who's yeah. gonna serve no jail time for this. So you kind of, you know, you got bamboozled at the top of a pyramid scheme. Trump got out before the whole thing collapsed and he got out unscathed. And the rest of you now are picking up the pieces. It's kind of how it goes. That's usually how how cults work. That's how it goes. Well, actually, no, usually the usually the the cult leader dies at the end. Or ends up in jail and then all the others just end up. They do get damaged, but it's a little different. Never mind. Forget that thing about the cult leaders. Yeah, but yeah, but again, it's the change of like what's, you know, like, I mean, we've been talking about this for four five, six years of like, you know, for a long time, black, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people were the boogeyman, right? They were the unknown. And through that, we kind of let the, the angry young white man slip through the door because mm-hmm. he looks like someone that, you know, looks like you. Right. Sure. Just like the just like the, the the black kid with the hoodie walking down the street looks like me, right? Sure. So simplified I would, terms, yeah. I mean, simplified terms, right? If we're gonna just be this black and white, literally, 
that's yeah. that's kind of what it that's kind of what it is and so we are now shifting towards hey right now i think more people would be more frightened at night in a certain part of the world of a young white man than a young black guy i would assume depending on what their political leanings are which is the real shame in all this because just general human decency has turned into politics <laughs> right speaking of which that's a better transition <clears throat> My Kyle Rittenhouse. Was fine. It was perfect. It was good. I was just—I I was lost in the weeds. Um, <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, um, big case. Most of CNN's coverage, and everybody looking at it all over the place. Do you want to talk about a politicized case that probably shouldn't have been politicized? Here's yes. one. Yes. Yeah. Um, dude goes to Kenosha during a protest. He's 16 years old. He brings an assault rifle somehow. Two people end up being killed. One guy ends up being injured as a result of this dude shooting him. Um, so I have an article here from the AP that kind of goes through all the counts. And like I said, my my take on this is a little gray. I'm interested but, in it. I'm interested you know. in your take. So here we go. Reading from the AP. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three men, killing two of them and wounded and wounding the third during a protest against police brutality in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year. Rittenhouse argued that he fired in self-defense after the men attacked him. Here's a look at the charges that prosecutors carried into court, as well as lesser charges that the judge put before the jury in his final instructions. Count one, first degree reckless homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. The felony charges was con- was connected to the death of Joseph Rosenbaum, the first man Rittenhouse shot. Bystander video shows Rosenbaum chasing Rittenhouse through a parking lot and throwing a plastic bag at him. Rittenhouse flees behind a car and Rosenbaum follower- follows. Video introduced at trial shows Rittenhouse wheeling around and firing as Rosenbaum chased him. Richie McGinnis, a reporter who was trailing Rittenhouse, testified that Rittenbaum, that Rosenbaum lunged for Rittenhouse's gun. Reckless homicide officer uh, reckless homicide differs from intentional homicide in that the prosecutors weren't alleging that Rittenhouse intended to murder Rosenbaum. Instead, they were alleging that Rittenhouse caused Rosenbaum's death in circumstances showing an utter disregard for human life. The charge was punishable by up to 60 years in prison. The dangerous weapon modifier carried an additional five years. That was count one. Count two. First degree, recklessly endangering safety, use of a dangerous weapon. This felony change, this felony charge was connected to the Rosenbaum shooting. McGinnis told investigators that he was in the line of fire when Rittenhouse shot Rosenbaum. The charge, the charge would have been punishable by 12 and a half years in prison. The weapons modifier carried an additional five years. Count three, first degree, recklessly endangering safety, use of a dangerous weapon. Video shows an unknown man leaping at at Rittenhouse and trying to kick him seconds before Anthony Huber moves his skateboard towards him by moving. I mean, clearly looked like a swing. Rittenhouse, if you watch it, yeah, it's clearly yeah, not, not like rolling it towards him. Skateboard. Yeah, it wasn't like moves it. Yeah, he's like, oh, you here you go. Rittenhouse appears to fire two rounds at the man, but mi- apparently misses as the man runs away. This charge is a felony punishable by 12 and a half years in prison. The weapons modifier, again, would have added up to five more years. Count four, first degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. This charge was in Hoover's death. 
Video shows Rittenhouse running down the street after shooting Rosenbaum when he falls to the sh- when he falls to the street. Huber leaps at him and swings the skateboard at his head. Oh, that's the part where he swings it at his yes. head and neck and tries to grab Rittenhouse's gun before Rittenhouse fires. The criminal complaint alleged Rittenhouse aimed the weapon at Huber. Intentional homicide means that a person killed someone and meant to do it. A conviction would have meant a mandatory life sentence. The weapon modifier would have added up to five years. It's always I've always found that interesting when it's like life sentence plus some other shit. Yeah. It's like, well, plus huh, five years okay. just in case. Yeah, exactly. Just in case your life, you know, keeps going. Or, the just, li- in, the or jury, just, just in case you enter the metaverse and then you're like, no, you still got yeah. five years. <laughs> or you die and then you get like re- rejuvenated. Then it's like, oh, you got five more years. The jury also was given the option of second degree intentional homicide and first degree reckless homicide in Huber's death. Second degree intentional homicide would have been punishable by up to 60 years in prison. The first degree reckless homicide charge sought in Huber's death matched an original charge in Rosenbaum's death. It would have required jurors to decide that Rittenhouse caused Huber's death with an utter disregard for human life and would have been punishable by up to 60 years in prison. Closing in, we're almost at the end here. Count five. Attempted first degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. This was the charge for Rittenhouse shooting Gage, 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 Gage. Grosskreutz. Oh my God, I got to read this name a bunch of time. We'll call him G. All right, we're going to call him G for short. <laughs> In the arm, seconds after he shot Huber. And as G came towards him holding a pistol, G survived. Video shows Rittenhouse pointing his gun at G and firing a single round. The charge carries a maximum sentence of 60 years. The weapons modifier went out to another five years. The jury was also given the option of considering second degree attempted intentional homicide and first degree reckless endangerment charges. The possible punishment for attempted to second degree intentional homicide is 30 years. Attempted first degree reckless endangerment is punishable by up to 12 and a half years. Count six, possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18. This one's crazy. The judge dismissed this charge on Monday. Rittenhouse was armed with an AR semi- style semi-automatic rifle. He was 17 years old on the night of the shooting. Wisconsin law prohibits minors from possessing firearms except for hunting or when supervised by an adult in target practice or instruction in the proper use of dangerous weapon. Rittenhouse attorneys argued that another subs- uh, subsection of the law regarding a short-barreled rifle provided grounds for dismissing the charge. Prosecutors argued that the defense was misreading the statute and Schroeder, that's the judge, had earlier twice declined to dismiss the charge, but the judge also said the state the statute was confusing. After prosecutors con- conceded that the rifle was not short-barreled, Schroeder dismissed the charge. Count seven, failure to comply with an emergency order from state or local government. Rittenhouse was charged with being out on the streets after 8 p.m. Curfew was imposed by the city, a minor offense that carries a fine of up to $200. The judge dismissed this charge during the trial, saying the prosecution didn't offer enough evidence to prove it. (laughs) Wow. I mean, other than the fact there's video of him outside past the curfew. I know. So um, So there's a lot of stuff here. He's... The end of the result, the end result was he was acquitted of everything. This is yep. highly covered, highly controversial. On the left, you had everybody saying this dude's a killer. People saying he was a terrorist. Then you have the people on the right who are trying to put this guy up as a hero. Uh, I don't think either of those things. No, very absolutely not. Yes, he's uh, he's very confused. He went out there. Th- this is this is the problem with all these counts. Is like they're. The law has to work in some capacity to say that, you know, you either did a thing or you didn't do a thing. But simultaneously, 
It's like, even if you didn't do exactly what this says, how do you just walk away this with this scot-free? How is there nothing that is done as a result? Because this dude showed up to a place like this. This is like wrong time, wrong place, wrong guy. All of it was wrong. Like the idea of vigilantism, like I'm going to go down there with my gun. I'm going to Batman this shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm going to go here and I'm going to and I'm going to make sure things are right. Like you don't show up to a scene that you're not supposed to be at. Like you want to be a fan of open carry so you could carry your gun into a Chili's because you think it makes you feel cool. Great. But you're not just intentionally going across state lines, going to a protest about a highly politically charged subject with your gun and not looking for some sort of trouble. You, I don't think he went there with the intent of killing people. I really don't. Ne- neither do I, right? And this, I'd say and, I agree yeah. with you on most of this. I don't think he went there going, I'm going to go shoot some people tonight. I don't think when he, when he put on his garb and put that gun in his hand, I don't think he, I think he went out there with the very deluded perception that he was going to go out there and protect people. I'm going to come out here and protect police officers. I'm going to protect businesses. I'm going to protect America. And I put that in quotes by going out here and joining the force as, you know, there's, there's not enough of us. So we need more of us out there on the streets and I'm going to do my part and pick up my, you know, I'm going to take the call to arms and show up and be part of, be part of the solution. I believe that's what he thinks. At the same time, it's like everything here seems to be when you look at the video as it's presented and everything that was admitted into court, there's definitely instances of him being like harassed and assaulted. Like a guy's a guy swinging a skateboard at him. At that point, yeah, you are under attack. Yeah. You're you're a weak ass punk kid and you have a gun. Yep. And at that point, you're gonna use it. And then in a bubble, that's definitely what happened based on the evidence that's been portrayed here. So I could see that. But what about everything before that? You know, you are showing up to a highly volatile situation. These guys probably, he he was, you don't know, like, I'm sure there was some antagonization. Hell, just your presence oh, of being 100%. there is going to escalate a situation. Yes. And especially and cause you, a thing. So your presence the, of, being, of yeah. being a 17-year-old kid barking orders at grown men yeah. About what they should and should not be doing when everyone is already extremely charged up. Because if it was about what we should or shouldn't be doing, none of these people would have been outside. Right? Because there was a curfew. So all of them collectively were in that wrong. They all owed $200. From the, from the government's perspective, right? <laughs> I don't think they collected shit, but they, yeah. everybody so owed they didn't $200. Anything, which is why I'm assuming why, they didn't, why he didn't charge him with that. But I, my argument would be this is a kid who does not have any legal authority. Yep, to be out here policing anybody, he should be home. Yeah, because if he he didn't come out there to to use his right to free speech, he came out there to become part of a police force that that nobody called for. He's not sanctioned. He doesn't have any sort of sanctioned training. Like if I just look at this solely just from a non a non emotional political standpoint, he, he's not qualified to be out there doing what he's doing. And the problem is the people who are qualified 
have consequences, as we've seen, when something bad happens. Maybe there's not enough consequences, but there are consequences. So this kid came out here, obviously not understanding the consequences, barking orders at people like he's police, and people took exception to that. And so, like you said, what happens? He's scared. They're coming after him because he's very clearly a punk kid just by his looks, which is unfair, but you look at him and you just want to slap him. So imagine this kid with these cheeks <laughs> and his backwards hat telling you to go home. Now you don't get to tell me to go home, you child. You coming out here yeah. want to play army soldier. And people were charged up and emotional and willing to test that. And obviously this kid had enough training and enough sense of mind to protect himself. And so that's where this comes down to, like you said, right? He was being attacked. They were coming after him. They were chasing him. Mm-hmm. You could argue he was trying to leave. But you don't show up to a riot with a gun. Because you've yep. immediately made that situation worse. If you have a gun and you point it, you better be ready to use it. And that, to me, is the main problem in all of this, as in he shouldn't have been out there with a gun. Sure, you want to play community police? You want to be out there with your brothers, your dad, your other adults, and you want to be part of helping keep the peace? Going out there as a community member, I don't think requires you to have a weapon. I don't think it requires you to have a firearm. Plenty of people do this stuff and go out here to try and keep the peace and protect their businesses and try to calm people down and try to have meaningful discussions about what's happening in their community without having a firearm and specifically a semi-automatic firearm and a firearm that's got gun attachments and a firearm that looks very similar to what military and especially trained police forces use. Yeah. And that to me, so again, I'm with you on the, like, it's a gray area because he was being attacked and yeah. he used what he had to protect himself. So if you take the gun and all the other stuff outside of that, in that perfect scenario, he got attacked, he protected himself. All right. Like, that's kind of cut and dry. But the problem is now you've pretty much given license for any kid to go out here and do this. Yeah. Because there's no consequences. The The consequences, you know, sure, he had to sit in court with a a suit on. He maybe spent a couple of days in jail. But, like, he, he killed two people. Yeah, exactly. So that's my thing is like, I feel like where it gets gray is like, I feel like almost every one of these punishments was almost too severe for what happened based on the evidence that was here. And to call it a life sentence based on the circumstances. Right. Like it wasn't first. I I I wouldn't call him a terrorist. And, like, and that's I'm not the, going that far. And that's the superlatives. That's my biggest problem. Like that's the prosecution also being emotionally charged maybe listening to people who are instead of actually looking at the facts of the case and saying, we believe there was a crime committed here. What is the most realistic crime that happened? I don't think that, I don't think that ever happened. I think they said, we're going to throw the book at this kid to show an example and they failed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just don't have the evidence to back that up. I think yeah. the fact that he got away with everything gets away scot-free and actually walks away with it with a lot of money because they fundraised a bunch of a shit ton of money because of the you know they propped him up as a hero it's not a hero kids it's not a hero absolutely not punk punk ass bitch like that's kind of what he is yeah i mean pretty much and this is is a kid who learned a very important lesson of and again i don't think he learned shit but like what's there to learn that's the problem is that there's no punishment and that when you have these two extremes 
this kind of shit falls through the cracks because well, yeah. this is because you have one side that's like this guy's a hero. They're rooting for him to get away with everything he's did because everything's justifiable and he's completely validated. And then you have the other side that's saying he's a terrorist and he's and he's just going out there to kill black people. And like, yeah, you, you but you compare like but what he did, the fact that there's nothing that happens, it's like, dude. At least give this guy something. Give him some and, sort of and some to be sort fair, of fine, right, that, some sort of prison time. I'm not looking for throw yeah. this guy in jail for his whole life. He's a child. He's a he's a dumbass kid. Yeah, but like look, rehab this be, kid. Yeah, and to be fair, right? He went out there to kill black people, but he shot he shot two white guys and killed two white people. Yeah. So he he didn't he didn't if he wanted to come out here and kill black people, he could have done that. Mm-hmm. Like he had he had a lot of opportunities to do that. He didn't. Because he went out there to be police. And it's yeah. the same thing with George Zimmerman, right? George Zimmerman was riding around his neighborhood trying to be police. And he killed a kid right. trying to pretend to be a police officer. And to me, that's the big part of all of this. So basically, like, impersonating law enforcement are some of the charges that should have been here that weren't. Right? Like, like try, like pretending to be in the military... Pretending that you have some type of authority to enforce law, because it's the same thing in the Almond Arbery case. It's a bunch of white guys rolling around their neighborhood being police. Nobody asked you to be the police. And the fact that, it, to me, it looks like those guys are also going to get off to, to not more severe charges, because it seems to be the idea in America of the Second Amendment has given people the thought that they are allowed to form their own militia and police force. And to me, that is the biggest issue, right? Because gangs, I could argue that gangs, Crips, Bloods, all these other, these these minority gangs are doing the same thing. Sure, they're also doing illegal things. They're trafficking drugs and women and all these other things that I'm sure happen on this side of things as well. You don't have to be in a gang to do that stuff. But the idea that policing your neighborhood, I have firearms so I can protect my people. There's, some, there's something wrong there that needs to be fixed in America because the Second Amendment doesn't give you that right. It gives you the right to bear arms against an oppressive government. It doesn't give you the right to bear arms because there's a couple of kids outside your door. Yeah, it's not even his door. It's not, not <laughs> exactly someone else's door. Go to another right? state. Yeah. And the fact that they dismiss yeah. the weapons charge it's is nuts. That, that's the crazy part to me. But again, that's yeah. failure on the prosecution. To properly put a case that isn't just emotion. And this all this stuff was written with emotion involved. And that's where I think the other side has a bit of a point. Because I think, again, I keep saying the Democrats are a bunch of losers. And they can't get out of their own way because they tend to play on the emotions of minorities and young people. And that's a, like you need to actually start rooting some of these things in actual principles and fact. Don't tell me that you want to, you know, lift people out of poverty. Actually, show me something that will do that. And the Democrats, to me, are more hip. They're more hypocrites. At least I know on the other side, know how they think and how they feel about me. Democrats are sort of saying, "No, no, no, we care about you guys," but then they don't do anything to actually fix that, right? And so, like, yeah, like that's there's there's a problem there that I think they're going to be in trouble in a co- in, in in the next year. Because I oh, think yeah. people see that. They see that, like, you keep telling me you're going to fix all this stuff. You get in there, and all you do is take more, and I don't actually see any fixes or changes. And on the other side, you're radicalizing the other side. 
and you're not doing anything to fix that either. And so as these cases keep happening and these kids keep getting away with doing stuff like this or being police or, you know, patrolling their neighborhood and looking for black people or Hispanic people or anyone who's other and doesn't belong and you don't actually try to punish that, then why am I voting for you? You're not going to fix this. Yeah. And then the idea that thinking that Twitter represents public opinion. Yeah. 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 That's, is, that's uh, <laughs> is not is not a good outlook. So if you think everybody's behind you on this, they're not like most of the country doesn't think that way. It's an echo chamber. It's an echo yep. chamber where you can shout to each other and you guys pump each other up and back each other up. And I look, I say this about all of the groups that feel that they're right. And you most likely are on the right side of history. That's the thing, right? Like if you give it time, all of the things that you're fighting for are on the right side of history. Everything, right? Whether it's the legalization of marijuana, whether it's the right for for um, for gays to be married, whether it's you know trans rights, all of the issues that you're fighting for, you're on the right side of history. We're headed that way, but you're doing more of a disservice by turning this into a war, because that war is only going to make people get further entrenched into their sides instead of actually trying to have discussions and meaningful conversations to people of why your human experience is just as important as theirs. And this keeps this is this keeps happening. It just it's we're not going to fix this until you take like you said it's the it's the canceling, it's the venom, it's all of that stuff underneath it because people are just going to get entrenched and you're going to keep building more kids like this that are going to patrol your streets with guns. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of like doomsayers on all sides of this thing. A lot of some of them saying, you know, this this kind of validates the vigilantism. We'll see if that actually well, happens. I, I, thought, I don't I thought, necessarily I thought think George so. Zimmerman validated that personally. Like, I think that's mm. the perfect example of validating that. Like, it's a guy. There was no wi- there was no video footage of that. Like, that was yeah, way more ambiguous. Yeah. This one is like, oh, you can actually see what's going on. Yeah. And. Even still, it's like, yeah, get away, scot free, have fun, have a good life, kid. Enjoy yeah, the millions and I, of dollars as someone, that you're raising from the from the from the ultra. Yeah, look, as someone who is definitely not anti-gun, anti-weapon, America's got like we got to fix that problem of like yeah. being able to patrol your street with a with an AR-15. Like, you got to fix that before you fix anything. And I'd argue that Democrats are in power, and you can fix some of this stuff, and they won't because they're cowards. And they'll lose the next elections. They'll lose 2022 and they'll lose 2024. And then you're going to stand around trying to tell me it's my fault for you not doing anything to fix this stuff. And they won't. And that goes all the way from Joe all the way down to your local congressperson who wants to walk around your neighborhood community saying, I'm here fighting for you. The Democrats are a bunch of hypocrites when it comes to that stuff because they don't when they have power, they won't use it to actually solve some of these issues that I believe are on the right side of history. Instead, they keep kicking the can down the road, and then we keep doubling down on these same discussions. Because all you do is you radicalize these young people because just the talk of this gets them so foaming at the mouth, and you don't actually fix anything. Actually fix something. Like, living in New Zealand, for all of its issues, when government says it's going to do something, they do it. And there's people out there who don't like it, and government doesn't care. And the government goes, we're doing this for the good of everybody. More people want this to not shut up, sit down. We're taking your semi-automatics. <laughs> Done. And, and you're sitting there going like, well, what do you do? You give them the guns because you don't need them. And you could be upset about it. You can move. You can do something. But if you want to live here, 
We're working as a community to solve these issues. And America's got to fix that because we don't work as a community to solve our issues. That's dead. That's been dead for probably 20, 30 years. Yeah. Sad happenings. Sad yep. happenings. Uh, I was going to... that. Believe it or not, that was not actually the reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish thing. I But we will... I'll table this other one I had. Um, and I'll just say enough of that shit. And we'll move <laughs> on to uh, media therapy. Uh, I don't have a Paul Giamatti game today. I'm sorry. I failed. You don't. No. I've I've got well, I think we might have already done this one. Go ahead. I might have already done Matt Damon, but hit me. I'm ready. It's, it, 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 I think it might be an easy one because I mean Alice were talking about this yesterday. Jamie Oliver, the chef. Oh, I don't think we've ever done Jamie Oliver. Whoa. Oh, damn, that person's like ageless, right? Uh that's what makes it tricky. Jamie Oliver also you, has five. Do you kids. know the answer? I do. Okay. I do, he's got five kids. Up. Oh, that was interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say Jamie, Jamie Oliver's Oliver. got five kids, and he's got kids with some real ethereal names, like like Poppy, and I, I'm going to find his kid's name. Give me a second. Because I mean, his kids, that was the more shocking part of like, yeah, Poppy Honey Rosie Oliver, Petal Blossom Rainbow Oliver, Daisy Boo Pamela Oliver, oh, River Rocket God. Blue, and Buddy Bear Oliver. Uh, so he's got God. some kids with some real, some real crazy. If you're names, rich, you yeah, can do yeah. this. If you're yes. rich, you can do this. If you're yes. honestly, if you're rich, you can do it. If you're poor, you can do it. If you're like yes. middle class <laughs> suburbs, you can't do it. You can't do it because you're just gonna get the shit kicked out of you in school. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can name your child Hennessy, and you either better be real poor or real rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are the two options. <laughs> Yeah, because if you're really poor, like no one's fucking with you. But if you're really rich, also no one's fucking with you. Yeah. So care. either way, if you're middle class, it's just you, it's constantly in the back just of like, your head of like, man. yeah, it's open season. You are going to be relentlessly abused. Um, I'm going to say J- because of that information you just disclosed, I'm going to say yeah. Jamie Oliver is older than Paul Giamatti. By how much? How much do you think he's older by? I'm going to say like two years. All right. So this this was a great one because I thought he was older as well. Oh. Jamie Oliver is 46. He's got too many kids. He's way younger than I expected. He doesn't so this look is interesting. 46. This, this is an interesting wrinkle because with the additional information you gave me, if I didn't think anything, yes. I'd say younger. But then once you told me at five kids, I'm like, well, clearly. Right? You think five kids, got like, like, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be like, you know, early 50s, I would think, with five kids. You got one kid that's, you know, 15, 16. You're you're famous chef, right? You've been busy. You've been doing work, but he's been busy making kids with crazy names. You space him out. Yeah, so Jamie Oliver is younger. So I'm glad I I got you on that one, because I got got tripped up on it as well. I thought he was older than Paul Giamatti, and he's not. He's significantly younger. Yeah, wow. But yeah, but that British British lifestyle, man, does nobody any favors, because everyone, they just age. He just look old, and he looks old. So yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So you you could lead, because I honestly don't have much. I mean, I I could do mine really, really quick in a hurry, in that I I did one playthrough of Scarlet Nexus, because there's two characters, so I played through as one character, rolled credits before this podcast. Highly enjoyed it way too much talking at the end um, when I really just wanted to keep playing the game because it's a fun game. Uh, but overall, really enjoyed it. Going to play through as a second character. Probably not going to do that right away. And I played 20 minutes of Forza Horizon 5 before uh, we started recording just so I could see it 
and just say, wow, that game is very pretty. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's a very good looking from the clips I've seen. It's a very pretty looking game. And they start the game as they do it, as they, uh, similar to the, uh, by dropping cars out of planes, like in Fast and Furious. So I really appreciated that. Yeah. Okay. So two things that I've, I've watched. So I'll start with, with Arcane, right? I've watched the first two episodes of Arcane, which is the League of Legends TV show. Now, yeah. I've never played League of Legends. I don't know any yeah. of the characters in League of Legends. I was told there's great animation in this, and there is. The company that does it is a French company. I forget. The name starts with an F, I think. French um, animation. Yeah, French animation company that starts with an F. It's and probably the name of it. They're going to blow up. It's like four, four. It looks like Fortnite, but it's not Fortnite. It's something else. Like at first glance, I was like, this is made by Fortnite. And I was like, well, that's weird. But it's like Forchi or something like that. Um, you can look it up for me as I'm talking here. So I'm looking up the, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking up now. So first of all, I don't understand anything about the story of this. Mm-hmm. All I know is that the character with blue hair, everyone loves. And I, I don't know anything about them. Um, but I'm watching it. The animation is cool. The story, I don't really care about much. It's basically your typical, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of in a way. Fortiche. Or like future. Yeah, Fortiche. Fortiche. So this is sort of your, this is sort of your, you know, there's a, there's an underworld of people who are slumming it and just trying to make it. And then you've got the aristocrats above you and sort of this, this rift between. So these kids stole a bunch of stuff from this upper world and now the police are looking for them. That's where I am in the show. I'll keep watching it because the animation is very pretty. It's a very cool style. So it's like 3D, but painted over. Um, it reminds me of like Borderlands. Like it a, looks like, a really like the it looks like the box yeah. art of World of Warcraft. Uh, a little bit again, but to me, like the movements and stuff, it reminds me of if Borderlands was like made with a PS5. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool, but it's it's good. It's very pretty looking. So I'm honestly watching a lot of this for the visuals because I think it just looks cool. And again, I don't care about the story. Maybe I will by the end of it. Maybe I'll be playing League of Legends by the end of it. I doubt it. I don't um, think you will. No, no way. I don't think I will either. But yeah, I'm watching it because you know I'm 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 someone who likes knowing what's out there. I like I like seeing visual, creative things. And I don't really care if your story is about um what's something else I don't care about, um My Little Pony. But if you got some really awesome graphics in My Little Pony, I'm gonna watch it. Challenge accepted. That's how, it, that's how I roll, right? I've watched all sorts of stuff just because of the art. Um, so yeah, so I'm watching that on Netflix. It's on Netflix if you care about League of Legends or if you just really want to see cool looking animation. Maybe maybe give that a go. Um, what I haven't started is Cowboy Bebop. Now I'm a big fan of that anime. There's a guy that I work with who who forced me to watch the box set of this by lending it to me. It's great. I'm hearing bad things about the TV show. <laughs> yeah, hearing mixed things. I'll say. Yeah. So I haven't Some watched that like, yet. Not as bad as it could be. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Like not is. as bad, but also a little, you know, not the same. Um, by saying like, eh, it's not like the anime, but those people always exist, right? Where it's like, just, no, just want to watch the anime. And it's like, well, they're not making the, they're not making this for you. They're making this for people who don't know about the other thing. Cause you can just watch the anime over and over again. Like you have for the last 20 years. Yeah. It's not going away. That's like the people say they ruined my childhood. I'm like, no, that thing still exists for me. Your yeah. Your childhood like, still exists. Just keep watching that crap. Sorry that you just didn't get exactly what you wanted for it to just be. And again, I would argue they tried that with Lion King, right? Where they basically yeah, like, just matched it shot for shot, yeah. and you still hated it. So you, they can't win. So as far as I'm concerned, like stop crying about new stuff that aren't isn't made for you. Um, 
stop falling for it. Watch your old stuff. The old stuff is is made for you because you love it. Mm-hmm. So the last thing that we watched is we watched last night in Soho last night. Yeah. So this is obviously Edgar Wright's new project. Yep. And I say project because horror. I feel like I feel like all of his movies are kind of like you know, call them projects instead of films. Even though I would argue he's a filmmaker, like at the truest sense of the word, right? Um, he's 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 the best ever to pair music with film. I was gonna say it. I can't think just of like Baby Driver, who does a better job at doing that. He's he's a he's mastered that skill. So taking music that I would argue would be considered popular music at some point in its life. Like the sound of popular music from the '60s, '70s, '80s. He's he's the the way he's been able to cut film to that is there's you can't tell me anyone who's done it better. It's the best at it. Yeah. So last night in Soho was full of that type of stuff. This is not your type of movie because yes, it is a horror movie. Yes, there is blood and guts and and yeah. it's a little gruesome. So this might this might not be your your thing. I didn't find it too bad, but there were definitely some moments where you're just like, oh, that is rough. Um, yeah. So yeah, might not be for you. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I love the fact that you're watching this, knowing that there's going to be a twist, knowing that there's going to be some real Edgar Wright type of stuff in it, and I'm watching for that. So yeah, I highly recommend this. This is. Um, it's along the lines of now again, Get Out is probably the best modern horror film I've seen in the last ten years, right? Like I'm, I don't watch horror films. Like I'm not a big horror fan. Um, but it's it's in that type of vein. It's kind of like Us, to be honest. If I was to compare it, like Us is fun to watch. Is Us a an excellent movie? It's good. I've watched it multiple times. I would say Last Night in Soho sort of fits into that group of horror. Where it kind of starts off, it's kind of real stylish, and it's like you're kind of in this world, and you're waiting for something to happen, and then stuff starts happening, and then you're trying to put the pieces together, and then there's something kind of fun that happens in the end. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend this. I give this a good four out of five. Um, if you're a fan of Edgar Wright, I I urge you to watch this. Um, but it is a little gory. There's there's blood. There's there's people getting cut. It's it can be rough to watch at times, but it's just really well done. Right. cool i need to see uh well yeah i think yeah. you need to watch harder they fall that is my movie of the year so far i love that movie every time All i right. think about that movie harder they fall is, is have you watched is it again my since we personal movie it's my personal movie of the year personally because i just enjoyed the hell out of watching it now i've only watched it twice i haven't watched it a third okay. time but i i just it was great to watch it was a lot of fun all right cool yeah so, i haven't yeah. watched any movies i gotta see um I got to see Ghostbusters. I'll probably see that this weekend. Yeah, so Ghostbusters Dune is also coming out, if not already out. It's out. I think it's coming out. I think it's coming out here. There's a little bit of a delay. Spider-Man trailer everyone's all happy about, but they're just going to print more money with that stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, hope that thing doesn't suck. Yeah, we're getting... I mean, there's a little... Yeah. Speaking of which, feedback. Forgot all that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we didn't also, we also, does that count as, hold on for a second. Does that count as media therapy if we talk about the story that Greg sent us? Yeah. But first, I need, I forgot. I need to give a shout out. And it was around this time in the last episode. So I'll just give it here again, Um, which is, um, so the guy who told me about the the whole KFC thing in Lithuania was Vitatus. And I said, I'd give him a shout out. So here's the shout out to Vitatus in Lithuania for who was responsible for that whole KFC 
um, tangent. It's a great discussion. I, I was, so yeah, it was probably it was probably the best ten minutes we've ever recorded. Um, <laughs> then we have let's see here, a lot of feedback from Greg. Here we go. This this shit's crazy. All right, so he said, "How dare you?" This is where it starts, right? How dare you call it karate? Yeah, I think I called. I think I called uh, Shang Chi karate, and I think I insulted Greg. Oh, okay. Sorry, Greg. Uh, But he didn't tell me what it was, though. Like, what exactly? What what art form am I looking at here? I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) So speaking of, here's what he says. So speaking of Marvel, I might, I might. Oh wait, I shouldn't say that. Uh, that part, <laughs> not going to read that, Careful. not going to read that. Careful. Here we go. This is the part that he actually cares about, uh, that we, that we want to read. So buckle up, strap in this goes places. The thing with the, the thing, sorry, I was getting the call. The things with the Shang-Chi rings is new. They were originally supposed to be artifacts that each had the soul of a dead alien warrior or something and were originally made by alien dragons. Each ring was worn on a different finger and each had a unique power. I was hoping the great protector was going to be a version of Fin Fang Foom, but I guess that would have been too ridiculous. I think they're going to retcon change whatever them into something like the quantum bands that Quasar, Spaceman Superhero, one of the million Avengers from the comics, uses because they draw power from the quantum zone and make all of that tie into Kang somehow. The quantum bands were originally supposed to be bestowed to whoever was the protector of the universe, so it checks, sort of, nerd out. Also, watching Shang-Chi gave me all the feels. The whole Soul Eater thing was eh, and they're probably going to use that as some Doctor Strange Wanda connection, spooky, other dimensional monster, etc., etc. Um, yeah. Now, that didn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> I do like that Fin Fang Foom is a thing. Don't know what that is. Didn't look it up, but just like that it sounds silly. Um, yeah, look, the Marvel so Universe yeah. is deep. The comic book universe is deep. Greg is intimately knowledgeable of that universe. So yeah, maybe again, like that's that's where all this stuff's gonna come from. So when you hear that name, you can thank Greg. Mm-hmm. Ting bang boom. I'm excited. Yeah. Um yeah, I got I got nothing else. That's it. Just been busy. You know? So 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 we're not gonna talk about this this story that Greg sent us. Are we not gonna end the podcast with this? Oh yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. We should. Let, let's do this and then yeah, we're gonna and then the podcast is gonna be over because the story is depending on uh on your proclivities is an interesting one. <laughs> Hang on, give me a second. Um because I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh let's see here. Okay, for I'm just looking up a word. And then I'll just say it's not for those people. So, par, let's see, pa- parurasis. If you're one of those people, and I guess you're, if you got fear of urine, then uh, get, yeah. get out of here. I don't even yeah. think that's the right thing. Oh, no, here we go. This is it. Europhobia. If you're europhobic. Yeah. Well, that sounds more hit, like hit, it. <laughs> That's yeah. The other thing is if you have shy bladder syndrome, that's something else entirely different. So europhobic. If you're europhobic, eject. And I was gonna say <laughs> shy bladder syndrome does not apply here at all. Not at all. So, like I said, europhobic bounce. Yeah. We'll see you next and time. Quite frankly, if For you're just else, disgusted by things that are in. gross, just we're done. Like we're done. There's nothing else. But we're gonna talk about this story. So if you're, if you are someone who finds, you know, 
uh, maybe bathroom humor a little gross and you're like, I don't have time for this, then exit out. We'll see you next week. Yep. All right. Take it away. Oh, me? You want me to take this away? So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the band. You need to give me the name of this band because I'm not looking at Instagram where Greg sent this to us. Okay. So um, there was a concert in Miami, I believe. I believe is where this concert was. Yeah. You, you don't have the name of the band here. You're killing I'm me. looking for it. I, I'm, give me a minute. I'm like going through a whole bunch of stuff here. You're killing Sorry. me. Sorry. I, I know. it's broken something. Yeah. Wow. I was just in the thread that I got out of it. So basically we explain this, right? There's a, there's a band on stage. And this band, um, as as you do, right? I mean, we talked about do we, I don't know if we talked about Travis Scott, but you know, look, concerts get pretty brass against up. brass brass against. against. There you go. It only took you three minutes to give me that name. Sorry. So the group Brass Against, which I've never heard of, and all I know is that their songs have horns in them, so brass, right? But they're, they're they've got a singer, and I don't know the singer's name. I, you're gonna you're gonna need to keep feeding me information as I don't know anything about this story because you put this Sophia Yuristo, which is hilarious. All right, let me just yes. read this story. Brass yes. Against Thank Rockers, <laughs> reading from Indie 100 from the Independent. Brass Against Rockstar Rocker Sophia Yurista apologizes for peeing on fan during live performance. <laughs> Rocker Sophia Yurista has issued an apology for peeing on a fan during on stage during a during a performance the brass against lead singer made headlines after she peed on a male fan in the middle of the band's performance at the welcome to rockville festival in daytona beach florida video footage of the incident went viral in the video the singer told the audience hold on for a second hold on for a second second. yeah go ahead now now for people who don't know about this story right you're i would assume right you just hear hey fan apologizes for or you know singer apologizes for peeing on a fan right you think it's an accident I mean, I, you just kind of do, right? Like, hey, you know, whatever. You're, you know, got to go, whatever. And maybe you're in the crowd or you, you're crowd surfing and someone hits the wrong spot and, you know, a, a little pee leaks out. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. like, you, you, whatever. You just think of a more innocuous or innocent something that happens where you just apologize and go, I'm so sorry this happened. You know, it was never my intention. Yada, yada. That's not the case here. Keep reading. <laughs> yeah. In the video. The singer told the audience she had to pee and couldn't make it to the bathroom. Quote, so we might as well make a show out of it. And quote, she said, quote, get my man with the can on his head ready because we're going to bring him on stage and I'm a piss in his motherfucking in this in this motherfucker's mouth. End quote. Eurista then brought a male fan who had a crushed beer can glued to his forehead on stage and told him to lie down. She began urinating on the man while the band performed a cover of Rage Against the Machine's Wake Up. The rock star (laughs) issued an apology on her personal Instagram account yesterday. Quote, I have always pushed the limits in music and on this and on stage that night. I pushed the limits too far. I love my family, the band and the fans more than anything. And I know that some were hurt or offended by what I did. I apologize to them and want them to know I didn't mean to hurt them. End quote. Now, oh, wait, sorry, if you another quote, yeah. quote, yep. I am not a shark shock artist. <laughs> I always want to put the music first and quote. She then ended her post by thanking fans for their continued love and support. So now, now the interesting thing is, in watching this video, there's a few takeaways, right, that I wanted to discuss while I watched this video. One, yeah. uh, she's got a strong bladder. Mm-hmm. She's she she doesn't have any issues with 
with you know the strength of the of the stream there. So the bladder's working good. Look well, she healthy. said she she clearly had to go to the point she where said, she was she, at the she, limit. She, she so that, that's pre- that's building pressure. That's pressure. And so rising. it's building pressure, right? And so she doesn't have a shy bladder either, right? We talked about shy shy bladder. No, syndrome. doesn't I mean, have shy bladder. No, there's oh. no shyness, right? And this was, I mean, and you also think like, okay, as a as a you know maybe you stereotypically think as a man, right? Doing this is easy, right? It's kind of like going to a urinal at a baseball game. And for a woman, there's a bit more effort involved here. Sure. Uh, this was pretty effortless. She kind of pulled her pants down to mid, <laughs> mid-thigh area and let it go. And the stream was strong. Yeah. And that was that was my first takeaway of like, wow, that's, you know, it's impressive. I I figured, you know, in front of, let's say, 10,000 people, I'm guessing here. I don't think a lot of people could do that, and I don't think a lot of women could do that. So props to her for breaking what you might consider to be ugly stereotypes where she's, she's able to do it just like everybody else is. Yeah. The second takeaway for me uh-huh. was the band seemed unaffected by this. No. So, like, it kind of, I kind of watched this. You're kind of like, this is maybe just what she does. This is kind of her gig, and just someone happened to record it this time. But the band kind of just like the guy was moving like Mike stands out of the way. Like he was just like, oh, that's just Sophia's going to start peeing on a guy. I guess it's just, it's just, just the thing she does. Get the, it's just the thing that she does, right? Get the sham wow. So we, we just kind of up. assume that, that this is what this is. And I mean, she's talking into the mic. And as it starts, the guy has a, he's got a horn and he's just sort of moving his hair out of the way. And he's playing the horn right by her as she's finishing <laughs> here. And, and that's just kind of what what happened and the band just plays like it's nothing right so she finishes and the pants just come back up yeah and, and the like, band right, is just unaffected right yeah which is which is pretty impressive that the band's just like eh, it's just kind of her thing the yep. third takeaway that i have for this and i'm watching this again man i mean that stream is strong like <laughs> it is like it is impressively strong the guy who is sitting here with this crushed beer can on his head. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a man be more thrilled in my life during a concert. Yep. This guy's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. He's happy to be there. He's taking this in. He is, he, he's thrilled. He's, he, at some point, there's some mist, because, I mean, this, this is hot now. This is fresh off the press. <laughs> and he's loving it. And so I'm looking at this saying everyone is consenting. This is this is a show and an experience. I actually don't see a problem with this. <laughs> no. So that's my no total problem. conclusion. Is it gross to me and you? Yes. But who am I to judge these people having a consensual agreement and a man who is loving this and a woman who has to go? As far as I'm concerned, no harm, no foul. And this is the person's fault for who recorded this and sent this out all over the internet. There's plenty of people recording this, and it seems like a few people want to be internet famous and put this out here. When now I go, well, now if I was brass brass against, I would say there's no. I'd be Dave Chappelle. There's no. There's no cameras at my shows anymore. You've ruined it. You've ruined the fun, the consensual fun we were having. You ruined it by using your camera to show the rest of us. And the group seems to be, the crowd doesn't seem to be grossed out. I don't hear anyone going like, oh my God, the crowd's loving it too. And some 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 clown who wanted to be internet famous decided to show me this 
when I wasn't there. I don't need to see this. This is between me and But it's a rock people. show. Like, I mean, shit gets crazy at these rock shows sometimes, you know? Like, what, mean, I'm pretty sure there is a band that pees into the audience. Give me, let me find this. Rock band pees So you don't think this is the first into... time you think this is, you think because this is a woman, this is a problem? I'm pretty sure there is, uh, it, it's, this is definitely not the first time. Let me, let me just put it, I'm going to put this out there into the universe and I'm sure Greg is going to be able to jump in and tell me who this is, but I'm pretty sure there is a band that actually has like, that has like, like some dude has just unzipped and took a piss in the audience, whether it, oh, maybe yeah. it was like a fake thing, but something like that has, I've definitely heard of something like that before. So yeah, I, I think like this kind of happens. Like you said, the guy's into it. It's all consensual. There's nothing really wrong with this. There's nothing illegal. Like, you know. Yeah. For example, I can see if she like peed into two consenting crowd, adults, right? Yeah. Like if there was something where it's like, hey, I I didn't consent to this, and now there's a funnel and it's spraying all over me, and I just came here to listen to some music. That guy yeah. came there to get peed on. Well, he he answered the call. That, she, that's she my put point. it out there. She put it out She's there. Like, and anybody that dude, want this? And he's like, yeah. And he was into it from start to finish. Start, start to finish. It wasn't even like midway through he revoked his consent and said no more. He got up. He pumped his fist. Yeah. He stuck around. He was he was up there <laughs> dancing. He was stoked. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he was bald. I, I, that helps. You don't want to get peed on with hair. If you got hair. I, I we gotta, It's hard we to should, get out. <laughs> Like, like, let me let me be clear. If you're in the community, if you're one of the, if that's your lifestyle, right? You can't have that lifestyle with hair. It just can't work out. No. Otherwise, and if you do, uh, then I guess you know. I, I keep saying that urine is sterile, and apparently it isn't completely sterile. But I'm just gonna keep saying it for the fact that uh-huh. it, it makes things better. But urine is sterile, as far as I said it in dodgeball in that movie. Yes. So. Yeah, like, look, I, 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 this is one of those things where I look at cancel culture mm-hmm. and say, if that guy's consenting, and maybe you can it. argue that we didn't consent to see it, but as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't for me to see it. I wasn't at the concert. Nope. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would argue if it was number two, then we'd have a bigger discussion. <laughs> that would push the limits. I think Again, that would push the limits. Because number one, if you drink quite a bit of water, and she looked well hydrated, right? And I'm assuming she probably had a couple of drinks because you're a rocker, right? This is what you do. You're feeling Gotta it. Get loose. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look pretty clear, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. hot yellow. It was it was nice, hydrated, you know, or or maybe the lighting just helped out there. Um But yeah, like I, I don't I don't see a problem with this. And that's surprising because I normally would be like, you know, I want to see you peeing on people, man. But this is one of those things I go, you know, we this is where we I think we're just a little bit too much in people's business. She got yeah, there's a police report filed. Like, who? That guy didn't file a police report. No way. Absolutely not. He didn't file a police report at all. So they're banned from NASCAR venues. You know, now we start banning people for this because someone's sensibilities are, you know, someone's disabilities are are hurt and she's disgusting and all these things. And I go, you know, I don't want to classify her as any of those things. Did she get carried away? I'm sure she got a little carried away. But I'm also mm-hmm. assuming she's probably been drinking, and she found a guy that consented. She didn't grab some random guy up there. She grabbed a guy up there who wanted to be yeah. peed on, and he got peed on. It wasn't on. like we're turning this into a Gallagher show. Now someone hold yeah, me yeah, up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we're going to make some magic happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was none of that. So yeah, I, you know what? Free Sophia. Free Sophia. Yeah, I'm in. I'm on board. 
but I mean, she's not in prison. <laughs> she is free. so, but we're not. You know, she that's is what free. You say. Freer. Let, let let her perform back at uh, NASCAR venues. Yeah, yeah. Let her let her do whatever she wants. Let her continue. And you know what? If she wants to pee on somebody again, let her do it. If that guy's into it, if, if why not? that guy, your girl, or anybody, right? Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I don't understand. A lot of stuff that I just can't be into. But I'm not going to go after. I'm not going to file police reports for looking at every you know every kink that I don't understand. Yeah, you know. I mean, if people, it's it's one of those things, right? People people love cheese, right? Like people love it. People love cheese, and for me, not crazy about it. It's fine. Cheese is fine. I'm not filing a police report when I see a giant cheese wheel. Let her pee on people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Look, you don't like McDonald's. <laughs> stop going through the drive-thru. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. Just saying. There you go. We fixed it. So, we fixed the problem. Sophia, I wish you nothing but a great, solid career and that your your bladder stays strong. Yeah. Yeah. Bladder strong. Hashtag bladder strong. Yeah. <laughs> bladder strong, Sophia. There you go. No, uh, no, no freeing needed. She's already free. Stop filing police reports against people. Yeah, come on. What are we doing? Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) You got to file a police report over every time someone pees on somebody. Like the Scott concert? I get it. Wrongful death suit? I get. But, oh, I had to watch some woman pee on a guy that was loving it, and I didn't consent to that? Then no. No, 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 no. no, Yeah. No. Seriously. Well, I mean, here's the fun part. When you look up who peed on somebody, (laughs) R. Kelly's not the first person that shows up anymore. Now it's her. No, she's the first now. Now, again, R. Kelly, was that consensual? Doesn't seem like it. That was a minor. This guy was, so a was also a child. This is very different. He this was a definitely grown not a child. Man. He was a grown yeah, man. All right. Over under that this dude was, this is the first that he was uh, peed on prior to this. Definitely, oh, uh, right? I mean, what do you, I mean, 100%. I think you need to do over under number of times. Like <laughs> yeah. It's like, who wants to get peed on? He's like, yeah, that's my fetish. Let's go. <laughs> He's just like, that's, that's me. That's my thing. Like, that's what I moment. do. I, I guess the better question would be. Stage. <laughs> I guess the, I guess the question would be over or under. That's the only video of him being peed on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the better bet because he's been peed on before. Now the question yeah. is whether or not that's the only video of him being peed on. Gotta be. Now, if you search the internet, could you find another video of that guy getting peed on? Odds are high. Odds are odds high. Are, it gotta odds, be odds high. Are, he was, odds are pretty good. Pretty good. He was loving it. It's almost like he goes to concerts just for that question. And finally, that was his happened. moment. That, that was, was his moment. moment. That was his moment. It, he loved it. Is it Guar? It's definitely not Guar. Uh, you know, it's like one of these weird ass bands, but it's something like that. It's definitely some. If it's not European, they're trying to be like Eastern European, you know, like that kind of band. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Pussy before. Riot in a Guar, way, where you would expect if Pussy Riot, crowd. right? They've showed up to shows like in fake blood and all that stuff. Like if Pussy Riot peed on some people, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, like it's oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. So it is. It is Guar. Here we go. Um, (laughs) So here we go. Guar has attracted both acclaim and controversy for its music and stage shows. The latter of which notoriously showcases enactments of graphic violence that result in audience being sprayed with copious amounts of fake, oh, fake, fake blood, Uh, urine, and semen. (laughs) Wow, I'm watching this video. If you want blood, you got it. Wow, this band, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. This was Warp Tour 2017. Yeah, oh yeah, this is this is the show, but it's fake. And this is the show. Wow, Guar, I mean, they are they're they're kicking Trump. 
They are in these costumes dressed as demons. Oh, God. They got Trump. Oh, they got a Trump. Oh, they're peeling Trump apart. Oh, my God. This is horrific. What <laughs> have is you never this? Heard of, have you ever heard of? No. Heard, you've never heard of Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is awful. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that I got to oh tell you. Oh, my God. This, this is, is horrific. It's just Trump just has a chest wound. And they're spraying the cloud, crowd with blood. And they've got these crazy looking costumes on. This band is terrifying. Yeah, 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 they are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, this is not as bad as uh, her peeing on a guy. But these fans no. seem to be consenting as well. This is a dog who's oh, spraying so blood out into of his it. mouth. And they are so into this. But that's, I think if you go to a concert, now I can see if this was Beyonce, I think Noir is also right? the band that has uh, a music video of them playing basketball against Jesus. Like I don't go to a Beyonce concert and expect to see her get pee, see her to pee on somebody, right? I expect Beyonce for the dancing and the and the and the songs and the you know like I expect that type of stuff like the performance. But yeah. like if you go to a Guar show, it looks like you know you're gonna get some blood on you. And yeah. so well, for you to go there and go, oh, I got blood on me. I'm gonna sue. I'm gonna file a police report. It's a little ridiculous, but yeah, Guar, this group is wow. This is a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome. Now. uh... <laughs> Now you know all about it. All right. There's nowhere else to go from here. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, he's bro.com. You see the links down the podcast. Re- review us on iTunes. That would be great. Um, tell us uh, what you think should happen to the Sophia and how many P tapes you think that guy is in on the internet. Because, you know, it's probably where we care the most about your opinion following everything we talked about in this podcast. Until next week, this podcast is over.